Good morning. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are going to be looking at the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. For if I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but not of my own will. I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel is from St. Mark, the first chapter, beginning at the 29th verse. And immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. 
Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him, and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I entitled my sermon for Sunday, um, Happy Mother-in-Law's Day. Um, I shared a special relationship with my mother-in-law, Audrey, who now is in heaven with Jesus. And uh, she was very special to me, as I know your mother-in-law was very special to you. Mm-hmm. And I know oftentimes those relationships between son-in-law and mother-in-law can be kind of awkward and sometimes strained. Uh, but I, want, I bring that up, happy Mother-in-Law's Day, because today we hear about Simon Peter's mother-in-law. It might come to a surprise to you that Peter had a mother-in-law. He was married and uh, therefore had a mother-in-law. <clears throat> One thing that I appreciated about my mother-in-law was when I was in the seminary and I would go to visit my in-laws, um, um, she'd always want to know how things were going, and I would practice my sermons on her. She was a very patient woman, <laughs> because back then, you know how it was when you're a young preacher, your sermons are a little bit rough yet, and you don't quite have the, the expertise and the finesse of preaching for years and years, but my mother-in-law would always encourage me in my preaching. Well, Jesus comes to uh, Peter's mother-in-law because she's sick and she has a fever, and Jesus heals her. And then the whole town hears about this, and they come out to Jesus that Jesus might heal those who are sick, those who are who are have demons and all sorts of, of issues. And, and that's all great. And we often focus our attention on, on Jesus' miracles. It's, it's kind of what gets the press most of the time is Jesus... Um, giving sight to the blind, uh, hearing to the deaf, uh, cleansing the lepers, bringing the dead back to life again. But I think what's interesting in this text is that, not that Jesus ignores this, but notice what happens after they're searching for him and they say everyone is looking for. He looks at them and he says, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. Um, The question that I'm going to throw out to all of us on Sunday is, do you ever pray for preaching? Do you ever pray for preaching? If you do, that's great. Thank you. We need prayers for preaching. In fact, there's a a collect in um, the front of our hymnal that says, Lord God, bless your word wherever it is proclaimed. Make it a word of power and peace to convert those not yet your own, to confirm those who come to the saving faith. May your word pass from the ear to the heart, from the heart to the lip, and from the lip to the life that as you promised, your word may achieve the purpose for which you send it. I think turning things upside down, that's why Jesus came. He came to preach. And his preaching was also evident in his miracles, right? I think later on he asked, what's greater for me to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and arise? 
Uh, so Jesus' preaching ultimately brings the greatest gift of all. I think all of the people that he healed eventually died. But what is it that actually brought them back to life again? It was the preaching of his word. For the preaching, first of all, exposes our sin. Uh, the law is exposes it and the gospel comes and heals it and gives us for the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. So I want to focus on Sunday a little bit more about uh, this preaching that Jesus came to do. Um, and, and ultimately, that is why he came, to preach the gospel, to deliver the good news. Um, so those are some initial thoughts. Well, I was thinking when you mentioned that preaching is really not about communication, although it happens. There's information that is passed on. But preaching is far more than that. It delivers what it says because um, our Lord um, is at work through his word doing things. His word is never uh, empty. It, it never returns empty. It gives and bestows what it says. So the preaching, like with, uh, he shows he, that his word has authority. The demons are uh, mm -hmm. cast out. Um, yeah. He shows that he's the Christ because the authority um, he shows that you know God has entered because he does what we human beings can't do. This is God himself in the flesh. And he, he shows that by you know healing the uh, Peter's mother-in-law and doing healing all sorts of sicknesses, which were, are really a, a, um, a, um, a symptom of, of, of sin. Uh, there, there would be no sickness if there were no sin. And then I, I, I think about how... Um, you know, there's this, geez, they want to make him into a glorified um, faith healer, right? And mm -hmm. that's not why I've come. I've come to preach. So these miracles are, are signs of mm -hmm. his authority. But what he really has come to do to give us is to give us a whole new life. Um, life with him and one another without sin, uh, in the glory of God, living with God and one another throughout all eternity. So this preaching, you know, this, it, it delivers what it says. So if you're angry, for example, um, it it forgives you for that anger and uh, and then gives you something different um, in in return. It 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 makes you um, uh, cool, if you will. It it cools you off and delivers uh, uh, a new way of doing things, which is God's way of doing things. So the preaching actually um, equips you as well with something. It's not just education or information. It's it's um, it's living. The word is living and active. It gives and bestows what it says. And that's why yeah, it's so important. And preaching, preaching is an art. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a manuscript in front of me. I use a manuscript. <coughs> this really isn't the sermon. This is just mm -hmm. really words on a page. And I, I know you have uh, outline manuscript that you bring up to the pulpit. And it doesn't become preaching until we actually deliver that. Mm -hmm. Deliver that word. And that word is audible, and it goes into the ear. And as you always say, right, rightly, Pastor Mac, believing is receiving. It's it's that word going into into our ear and ultimately into our heart. And when it's in our heart, it changes our lives, and it comes out of our lips. Uh, that's how powerful that word of God is. Just like the creative word at the beginning, when God spoke, it was. So when preaching is spoken. That's ultimately when it becomes a and sermon how, and it's delivered, yeah. Notice how it fills the room, too. All of the, you know, the sound waves hit all of these ears, right? And, I mean, it just, it fills the room. You know, if you're just doing this, it's just, and, right. and reading it, it's uh, individual, but it, it, it fills the room. And 
it's interesting that with the word of God, God himself in Christ is mm -hmm. present. He fills the room with his grace and mercy, with his forgiveness and peace. There's more going on there than, than meets the eye. And, and preaching always leads us um, to the sacrament, mm -hmm. right? Uh, where he is enfleshed. Uh, we have the, 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 the preached word and then we actually have the, his, uh, his body and blood now given to us. And the proclamation, the preaching makes it so. The right. word of God makes it so. And I, I, you know, and the preaching is ahead of that so that we receive it rightly, so that we are, are listening and, and receive the, the body and blood of Christ in repentance and faith, believing the Lord's words that he gives and bestows what he says. Yeah, yeah that, good that's, stuff. Yeah, and, and there's, um, but you, we have this connotation about preaching though, right? Well, don't preach to me. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not Jesus's. Um, and that's, that actually preaching is, is, a really, really good thing um, when, with, when it's the Word of God delivering uh, the antidote to our sin, forgiveness, life, and salvation. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so the hymn uh, that I'd like us to look at this, uh, this morning is uh, hymn 849. Um, it's one of the hymns. I don't remember if it's the hymn of the day or not, but that's okay. Um, oh, it's the, the last hymn. I just want to comment it's the on last that. Hymn. Praise the one who breaks the darkness. Notice, praise the one who, who identifies the darkness. No, he, bre he breaks it. The proclamation breaks through and, and, and like light right. breaks Freeze through the Frees the prisoners, turns blindness into sight. And then the next phrase, praise the one who, who preached the gospel. Yeah. And that preaching and healing every disease, right, comes together. It does what it says. Um, yeah. Uh, and then with the very bread of peace, um, Okay. Praise the one who breaks the darkness with a liberating light. Praise the one who frees the prisoners, turning blindness into sight. Praise the one who preached the gospel, healing every dread disease, calming storms and feeding thousands, with the very bread of peace. Praise the one who blessed the children with a strong yet gentle word. Praise the one who drove out demons with a piercing two-edged sword. Praise the one who brings cool water to the desert's burning sand. From this well comes living water, quenching thirst in every land. Let us praise the Word incarnate, Christ who suffered in our place. Jesus died and rose victorious, that we may know God by grace. Let us sing for joy and gladness, Seeing what our God has done, let us praise the true Redeemer. Praise the one who makes us one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.